Hello, welcome to Fun Dip and Cherry Coke, the podcast to feed your pop culture nostalgia. I'm your host, Kira Gowan, and joining me this week is return guest, Jenny. She uh, was my guest on the Return to Oz episode, which was my very first episode. And this week, she's back for a little bit of a switcheroo episode. Um, We are talking about one of my favorite movies from when I was in middle school that Jenny had never seen, The Virgin Suicides. So without further ado, please enjoy. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Fun Dip and Cherry Coke, the podcast to feed your pop culture nostalgia. I'm your host, Kira, and we're doing sort of a different kind of episode this week. And we're talking about something that I love that our guest has never seen. And our guest this week is, welcome back, Jenny. Thanks. (laughs) Am I your first returning guest? For sure. I mean, I'm (laughs) only a few episodes in, so (laughs) I feel bad. Like you're already back on me. Right. But no, you have many other people waiting to. Yeah, (laughs) but this is like a special switcheroo episode, so I feel good about having a repeat guest on it because you kind of like know what you're in for a little. (laughs) Um, I do. I know what I'm getting myself into. Right. I'm excited to watch something that you have are familiar with and that you love, but that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. And what we're talking about, I'm holding the VHS box in my hands right now. I'm already excited because it's on VHS. (laughs) Is The Virgin Suicides, which came out in 2000, 2001 ish. It says it on the DVD and the VHS. The tape says 2000. Cool. Came out in 2000, so I was in middle school. It's sort of a coming-of-age story about this group of sisters who live under the care of very strict and maybe religious parents, played by James Woods and Kathleen Turner. The sisters are all these like beautiful, wayfish, blonde, whimsical... <laughs> Uh, (laughs) And it's kind of told from the POV of a group of boys who are obsessed with them. Okay. (laughs) Well, the only thing I know about this movie is the main actor, and I'm very excited about that. My number one crush. (laughs) So he's one of the boys? No. Um, The boys are younger i think oh okay um he's older okay. um did you see the picture of him on the bed it doesn't even look like him well okay we haven't even said who um, it is yet it's josh hartnett oh, yay <laughs> spoon um he's got the he's got this like longish hair and aviators <laughs> it and doesn't look like him at all no it doesn't and he I'm like rules the school so excited i haven't seen him in years <laughs> i know i don't um, know what he's up to these days but I miss him. I feel like he's on some TV show. We should find out about that. Maybe on like FX. I don't know. Mm, Like, here's the thing. I think I'm confusing his career now with Ryan Phillippe's career now. Yeah, they were uh, at the peak of their careers at the same time, I think. And I had to crush on both of them for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so this movie, it's 
It's called The Virgin Suicides. That's exactly what it's about. Will I be sad and depressed at the end of this movie? I think so. Um, but you really enjoyed it in middle I, school. Did it make you feel better about your own life? Or Okay, so I don't, I don't really understand the manic pixie dream girl trope. But as I, as I understand it, it is when the role that a woman plays in a movie is the role that she's, she's just there to like fix the man or like complete Um. the man. And she's, she's not a person. She's more something that men can pour whatever they want to onto. And that's, that's kind of how I understand it. Like Garden State, the lady in that, um, uh, Eternal Sunshine even. So those are a little bit, I think those are more like, and like Zoe Deschanel is like the epitome. Like those are a little more wacky and whimsical than this. This is sort of more poetic and arty whimsical I guess and I think this is the first time that I saw I don't I don't know if it's but it it definitely made an impact on me like the way Mm -hmm. these women are like so idolized by the boys who love them and the boys who love them knowing nothing about them Hmm. okay so it was you just enjoyed that sort of yeah I'm trying to figure out like what you liked about it was it just the those themes um, were interesting to you and that was the first time you had really seen that in a movie was in this in this movie yeah and I I think I, more than, like, enjoying it, I think I, like, aspired to it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Which is, I don't know, I think think we're gonna rewatch that and be like, oh, yuck. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I, I don't want to be like this (laughs) you don't aspire to that anymore (laughs) right um (laughs) but it makes sense i mean in middle school that's the time when you are figuring out who you are and what your purpose is and how other people view you and things like that so uh it makes more sense to be i don't know intrigued by that Mm -hmm. in a in a movie more so at that point but you know we'll see how we we feel after we watch (laughs) it as adults now yeah so have you have you seen it recently i have not okay so it's been a while since you um i've thought a little bit about it recently mostly just oh yeah that was a movie that josh hart and i know but so so these i want like the girls are all at sort of like and i don't i don't remember if the boys are they're all at different they're like slightly different ages and they're so they're at different Mm -hmm. points of their puberty basically Mm -hmm. like and what they're interested in and what life cycle they're in like kirsten dunce is like the oldest and she's like the sexy one another classic 90s early 2000s actor (laughs) i think there might be i don't remember if it's this movie or another movie where they're like at prom and somebody gives it might be josh hartnett gives her a peach schnapps bottle and she (laughs) takes a swig of it and like doesn't swallow it and then they make out interesting okay so that's something you remember from this movie and i, I hadn't i hadn't smooshed anybody when i watched it so it's like oh is that what like, you do yeah. you just like put a whole bunch of liquid sure. in your mouth and then yeah. like swish it around between two people yeah that's that's how oh, i do it i'm Gross. glad to say i never tried to like act that out i mean but with josh hartnett maybe would do yeah, yeah. A, a plus um so i want to know what you think this movie is going to be like. (laughs) 
based well, on nothing but yeah this so box. i'm already excited to see josh hartnett and i'm excited that we're watching it on vhs yes. but other than that i don't actually know anything about it um the title is saying to me that it might be kind of depressing and probably about high school age kids uh-huh. but other than that i don't i don't really know i don't know anything about it i basically i I've, I've heard the name of it before uh-huh. but i re- literally have no idea so it's a perfect <laughs> perfect yeah. thing for this this episode because i am interested to see if i will be able to kind of see how i would have watched it as a mm-hmm. teenager or um, middle schooler middle schooler whatever 2000 i guess we were in yeah sort of middle school yeah seventh or eighth grade maybe yeah. depending on the season yeah um which is funny because we were friends at that time mm-hmm. but you never then you made me watch a lot of movies I but, <laughs> but we never watched this one so what what you you watch? um well on the on the josh hartnett train um we watched the faculty hell yes and i never made you made watch, me watch no you didn't make me watch cruel intentions but we you made me watch oh what is it it's a horror film <laughs> where they just keep dying it's like fate and oh, like final final destination, final destination. yeah that yeah. one <laughs> and it was so scary i think it was your birthday party oh and god really we, i'm so sorry we watched it and i was so scared <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's a it's terrible okay. I scare easily, and that's still the case. So that one, I mean, that one is. I I developed a lot of superstitions around flying on airplanes uh-huh. because of that. Movie. Yeah. Um, like I definitely did not take the tags, like the luggage tags, off my luggage yeah. ever for oh. like probably six or seven years. <laughs> I've got that one on VHS too. It's over there. Oh gosh. Okay. Sorry. That well, one's I'm glad we're not watching that. I'm, Devin Sawa. And yeah. Allie Larder. Okay, I don't remember their names, but was I Allie remember Larder, being scared. Allie Larder might have also been in the faculty. Yeah, I think there was this group of, yeah. you know, teenagers or early 20s um, yeah. people who were all in all the movies. <laughs> yeah, there's not, there's not much more to say about this one until we watch it. It's directed by Sofia Coppola, which I'm excited about. Yeah, so I saw that on the box and, and thought, oh, okay. This, yeah. I mean, I, I know her, I know her. Mm-hmm. her films and yeah. you know she's good so yeah um, i'm looking forward to it but yeah i still have no idea what it's exactly about mm-hmm. and i yeah it it seemed when i when i was in middle school like it was very much a movie geared towards seventh grade girls <laughs> because they're the, like the protagonist but okay. now that i'm reading the back of it roger ebert did give it four stars so if wow. and it is rated r so i feel like this might be a more adult movie than i knew i also see that it has danny devito in it so oh my. you yeah. don't remember him though sure don't <laughs> he seems pretty memorable but maybe he's not recognizable is he like a teacher or something maybe i have interesting I, you, no well okay james woods and kathleen turner i believe are teachers i don't remember any other teachers in this movie and the narrator is giovanni rubisi so oh, well, I love him. but he's not <laughs> is he in it or is it just his voice it says narrated by oh i had no idea interesting yeah cool well i think we should 
pop in that VHS into that that VCR. (laughs) Make sure it's rewound first. (laughs) It is. Is there a note on it that says, like, make sure you rewind it? It says, please rewind tape. I think that this came from a video Mm -hmm. I bought it used at Tower Records. You didn't steal it? Yeah. Because you might have some fines built up if you stole this. It was the rental copy. Does Tower Records still exist? Good question. I, I think know. I got it in New York City when well, I was Well, if so, maybe cousins. you should return this tape when we're done watching it. <laughs> All right, we're going to watch the movie. Yay. We'll be back. Okay. And we're back. Whew. <sighs> oh boy. <laughs> I told I told you it was a bummer. That was a bummer. It was more of a bummer than I remember even. <laughs> like, I liked it a lot more than I remember liking it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Was it like remembering how much you liked it? Or do you really appreciate it more now that um, you're older? I think, like, I think I see it on a more technical level now. Mm. So, like, before I was like, oh, my God, I'm an angsty teen girl and nobody <laughs> understands me and my world is so deep. And now I'm like, they had cool filters on all their cameras and, yeah. like, some of the really far the shots filmmaking were... was... Oh, my God. Very impressive. Yeah. That was... It was beautiful. It was really beautiful. I don't know that I would have enjoyed this as much as you (laughs) in middle school I think I uh, watched it today just thinking wow it's beautiful it's very profound very interesting filmmaking choices that we'll talk about but I don't think I would have thought about all of those things as a you know preteen or uh, like 13 year old but um, I was more of a Disney channel kind of kid (laughs) yeah yeah okay well we should get into well did you like it now yes was there anybody that you found relatable? Well, I mean, I think that was the thing is like, I I felt like these kids' lives were not really that different from... Well, I I didn't know it was going to take place in like the 70s. Mm I thought it was like the 90s. Yeah. Um, But I think these kids' lives weren't really that different from my own, which is why I was a little bit feeling like, why are they so... (laughs) wanting to kill themselves yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know I felt all these same things or you know I had you know you get grounded or you can't go out and you you get mad at your parents but that seemed so normal Mm -hmm. that um just sort of watching it as an adult I felt like I didn't quite understand why Mm -hmm. they were uh taking it to such a different level than I would have with with the same sort of themes that any teenager would go through right no that's yeah that's totally true but I I really I really enjoyed it and I think that the filmmaking was one of the things that I really you know I felt like that was very powerful really like contributed to the film and and why it was I I don't know was it a big deal when it came out or I don't I don't think so I didn't Mm. didn't it seems like a cult classic maybe something that kind of maybe people enjoyed yeah I'd be be interested to know years after it was first made if if anybody listening like watched this growing up or yeah (laughs) I had definitely heard the name of it before but I really didn't and it has know anything about it yeah yeah that was another thing was I kept getting not really distracted from the movie but just like it kept coming up like oh oh there's that person and oh who how do I know that person (laughs) it's crazy that Danny did Vito is listed on the movie box and he is in literally one, one scene. scene one short scene yeah he plays the psychologist that treats cecilia 
after she's attempted suicide. And he shows her some Rorschachs. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Weird that's scene. Done. I mean, I guess it was sort of an important scene, although I felt like every scene was supposed to yeah. be important. Yeah. There wasn't anything useless that they just threw in there. Yeah. But maybe... Yeah, I guess he was just a ba- he was just famous <laughs> yeah. at that time, so they listed him on the cast. And Kathleen Turner <laughs> and James Woods are just both spectacular, especially James Woods. Like I, I like him a lot. I what else have I seen him in? Um, I know him from a movie he did with Drew Barrymore called Riding in Cars with Boys. Oh yeah, I've seen that. It's been I mean, and he plays just like a dad. He, yeah. It's kind of a similar <laughs> character. I think he always kind of plays that character. And that's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head that he was in. But, but I, I don't know what else I've seen Kathleen Turner in either. No, her voice though oh, sounds th- that deep yeah. voice. Mm-hmm. So familiar. Her voice is amazing. I would oh, I absolutely listen to anything know. that she did. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> she's yeah. She's so she's the biggest problem in this movie. Like these girls are living in this oppressive family, which it it is abnormally oppressive. Yeah, I mean, I think religion was the yeah. the driving factor for the mom, at least for well, she also why they were so strict, like, but excessively worried about everything. Like she's true. like, we don't let our daughters ride in cars. Yeah. <laughs> like, how long have you You're had your so driver's dangerous. license for? Like, and it seems like she, like the dad, would be fine. Mm-hmm. It's her. He seemed like a fairly normal dad, yeah. like like protective of his daughters, but yeah. not you know outrageously (laughs) conservative yeah the mom so but you remembered before we watched this again that Mm -hmm. the the parents were a unit of oppression and i definitely thought the dad was fully culpable Mm -hmm. and there was a little bit more like character development around the dad too i felt like where we kind of got to know like where he was coming from (laughs) and why he's or you know who he is and what drives him and Mm -hmm. i didn't feel as much about the mom i guess it's just to be assumed that her religion is the driving right. factor well, for her. Well, the, the interesting thing about this movie is that it is it is told through, and this, I, I guess I remembered sort of, but not to the degree, and it never, like, hit me as hard as it did this time, that it's told through the perspective of that group of four boys, mm-hmm. or specifically one of them, Chase, maybe. It's all through that kind of fractured lens and so like they wouldn't that's know true it's, it's really th- and that's what I kept thinking I kept thinking man I wish I knew what the girls were thinking right. more but then I remembered that right. the movie's really supposed to be from the perspective of these boys like right. looking from the outside into this family right and so we don't know everything that we wish we knew because those boys didn't know everything mm-hmm. about them so and so that I'm makes more think, sense like if like if I were to have related to somebody in this movie like obviously I assume Inspired to certain things, but I don't. Mm. Uh, if I, I mean, the person that's like the most relatable is Chase, the kid, the little boy. Mm-hmm. Who, well, little boy, the, the short teen boy, short teenager. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a little boy. Yeah, he looks really young. But like, what did you relate to? Just in him, the curiosity of of the. Yeah, and other just kids sort of and... this like idolization of this sort of like other that he didn't and couldn't know Hmm. i don't know i think if i was i think in in this movie i would have been one of the older sisters that just sort of like (laughs) was like slightly (laughs) rebellious every once in a while but just kind of like went along with it so who like tries to drink the schnapps and is like yeah and it's like i don't know (laughs) that's another reason i was very confused about why the older two sisters were so unhappy they seemed yeah 
the most normal, I guess. And Yeah, the mm-hmm. fact that it's a suicide kind of comes out of basically nowhere. True, and I yeah, I'm sure that there were things going on in their minds that right. we as the audience right. or as the, the boys watching them <laughs> don't know. Yeah. So that's true. I think on for the people on the outside of a suicide situation, yeah, it seems like it's just out of nowhere. So but that is and that is how I was mm-hmm. feeling at, the, yeah. at that point. <laughs> oh yeah, man, it's I, so sad. I kinda forgot how it ends too. Like the boys go over and they're like planning on taking all the girls away and then and uh, Lux is like, just wait five minutes, we'll be out. And then they have this sort of like flash forward hypothetical like memory scene where they're all yeah. just in this car on this beautiful glowing highway and they're like heads just are out the windows and, and stuff. Yeah. And then cut to they're back at the house like they always were and they're all dead. All the girls have killed themselves. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> what a bummer <laughs> of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not even the end of the movie, too. No, that's true. Yeah, we'll talk about the end in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I didn't expect... Well, I don't know what I was expecting. I I figured someone was going to kill himself in this movie at some point. Um, And then eventually I started figuring out that, oh, eventually all of these girls are going to be dead. Yeah, like when Tripp says, like, that's the last time I ever talked to her. (laughs) That's a good indicator. Um. Oh, one thing that I was wrong about, Lux is the second youngest. Yeah. Kirsten Dunst's character is mm-hmm. the second youngest. I thought she was the oldest. Yeah, because they really focus the most on yeah. her. And so it makes sense that you would think that she was the oldest. Mm-hmm. or And she's the most, like... she's She does the most... She's the one who has sex in the movie. She's the one who drinks in the movie. She's the one who smokes. Like, yeah, the most uh, rebellious yeah. or adventurous or... Mm-hmm. Like, she's definitely yeah. the leader. Yes. They all kind of I follow agree. her. And then there's five of them, and they're 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17 years old. Man, those parents uh, were <laughs> yeah. really busy for, right? for, so <laughs> for that's, a few years. Yeah, so that's... I sort of sensed this, like, sexual undercurrent in every single character. <laughs> Did you sense that when you watched it as a teenager? You know, I don't think so. Hmm. Um, like the obvious ones, like that creepy kid who's drinking the, who, the one who drank the punch funny. What <laughs> he's did he like, say? He's like hitting on the mom. Yeah. What did he say? Uh, they were talking about the punch and I can't oh, remember. Oh, She was she, saying what, like, kind what kind of, kind of juice, juice in was in it. She's like, yeah. oh, you know, some cherry, pineapple. Oh, and he's yeah, just he like, says, I love pineapple. pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, gross, you're 14. It's so creepy. Yuck. Um, that I think I picked up on still and, you know, the obvious stuff. But like this time, like even like... And it's not even, like, necessarily sexuality, but there's, like, some sort of energy or tension or something Mm -hmm. wild that you you have to, like, work really hard to keep contained. That the characters have to work? Yeah. Yeah. And especially the parents. Because they're teenagers. There's, something that there's, like, something in Kathleen Turner that she's, like, afraid will break. She's repressing yeah. herself yeah, or something. Like, yeah, That's exactly. Yeah. Repressing is exactly <laughs> okay. what I was looking for. Did you, did you sense that? I don't know if I thought that. I think it makes a lot of sense yeah. now that you're saying it. I guess I didn't think so much about it with the parents, but with the kids, I mean, they're teenagers, and yeah. so everything's about sex. 
sense. Even when it's not about sex, yeah. it's about sex. Yeah. So I think that I thought about it in that sense, but yeah. I guess I didn't really think about kind of a constant repression of like yeah. every character. But I, I think that that makes sense. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. in all the teens, and mm-hmm. I, I noticed that. But the too. parents, yeah. I mean, there was it was definitely a strange relationship that the parents had with each other and mm-hmm. with the kids. Yeah. And I mean, the mom especially is just very odd. Even though it's like this picture-perfect suburban, Mm -hmm. nothing like it is like my childhood at all. Yeah, yeah. And I just felt like there was... The whole movie was just seemed very flat or muted. or There was Mm -hmm. something about it that was just... There wasn't a lot of bright colors or there wasn't even... There was music, but it wasn't like really loud. It wasn't like a flashy movie. It was all very muted was the word that came to mind. Uh And so then I started trying to remember in my head what other Sofia Coppola movies I've seen Mm -hmm. and if if that's her style. Uh, So we looked it up and, and one of them was um, Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation. Yeah. And I love that movie. And I guess that one was also kind of had a lot of long, drawn-out mm-hmm. scenes where not much is happening yeah. and there's not that much dialogue. And yeah. so that definitely seemed very similar to this. There was there was really not a lot of dialogue. Like, mm-hmm. I was... I, I mean, it was probably like 20 or 30 minutes into the movie before all of the girls had had more than, like, a line. Hmm, that's true. Like, they didn't really talk that, especially the three oldest ones. Like Yeah. Well, also because it wasn't even coming from their perspective. Right. So it was like just however, whatever kind of encounters those girls had with, yeah. um, the, with the boys, with those, the yeah. narrator and his friends. <laughs> Giovanni Rubisi. <laughs> I know. I wish I, I love him. I wanted to see him, but <laughs> it was too. just his voice. Yeah. But that's okay. But he did, he did a really good job yeah. of narrating it and kind of mm-hmm. like this. He sounded broken. Mm-hmm. It was very flat, just like... Well, that kind of... Live across the street from a whole family, and all the girls kill themselves. Yeah, and, I mean I, that that would affect you, and that For would. Sure. I don't know. I guess we don't really know what actually happened to him, but right, we just know he's telling the story to someone or well, remembering I think they it. All, like they all went on to be like businessmen who like see mm. each other at conferences and stuff because they say like they get together and like try to rehash and like figure oh, yeah. it out like there's still tw- this movie takes place well the narration is 25 years after the movie and they mm-hmm. like they talk about how they're still obsessed with it which is yeah that's a memorable yeah. time and then I think it only took place in like a year's yeah. worth of time oh, yeah because um, Cecilia cut herself and mm-hmm. then in the summer yeah. they, t- they talk about that it's summertime summer. that the <laughs> The whole memory thing is they did a really good job of that, like mm-hmm. visually representing how memory feels. Yeah, yeah. How you, yeah, like when you're remembering something, uh-huh. it's usually just very specific little bits and pieces of, yeah. of that memory. And But for whatever reason, those were important. And for, like, for me, when I remember stuff, like the light is what I remember. Huh. And okay. I don't know if that happened because I watched this movie like so many times at such a formative time. But like when I think of, you know, it's dawn, the light is like, it's blue and glowing. Oh, I loved that scene where she was waking up in the football field. It was beautiful. So like I could feel it. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, I have been in this, like I have woken up in a field at dawn, (laughs) like experienced that exact look Hmm. and like all of the kind of golden hour glowing golden light, like 
Yeah, there was a lot of yeah. of light being present in every yeah. scene and it being very like thoughtful in how it's how it is in every scene. Yeah, the light. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't really think about that, but I did love that scene. Kirsten Dunst's character wakes up in the football field, and it looks like she's just like in a beautiful field, like out, mm-hmm. you know, tall gl- grass and yeah. and whatever, and it's so pretty, and it's blue, blue yeah. filter. The blue filter was the, super intense. But then, but then she like stands up, and she's in the middle of a football field, yeah. and it's so funny because. It's, it's it's very like disorienting very mm-hmm. in the way, but that's that, probably how yeah. she was exactly. feeling. So exactly. it was it did a good job yeah. of putting us in her exactly. like you know place, feeling the same things that she was feeling. And there were so many the shots from far away where like there was a lot of music and the dialogue was muted by the music. Uh-huh. God, I am not a like film person, so I do not know how to like explain <laughs> well, this. Well, well, just but, like, <laughs> okay. that just felt so true. Not to the way things are but to the way things feel like mm-hmm. they are does mm-hmm. that make sense well like, and it also goes back to everything in these this family's lives are just being observed from the outside right. and so exactly. you know there were a lot of scenes where we were far away the yeah. audience we were far away from what was actually happening and so we couldn't quite hear and mm-hmm. you know i guess that that was what i was thinking during yeah. those scenes and like that so right after the scene where she's waking up she took the cab home and she goes in and she's just yeah, being like berated by her parents mm-hmm. and you can see them yeah. but you can't, can't and you can hear, hear that they're yelling but you can't hear what they're saying mm-hmm. that was that was really great <laughs> I feel like this movie should be studied in film classes. Oh, probably. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it has been. I took a film class in high school and I loved it, but we didn't watch this one. Yeah. I I well, I feel like this, I mean, this movie does probably hit a lot of those things like a little hard. This movie... Like too obvious? Or? Yeah. There's no subtlety to this movie. Like it's very, like, I, I think that this is a perfect movie to watch when you're between the ages of 14 14 and 17 sure <laughs> just like the ages like of the, the characters and, and you you just feel so you're trying to figure out how to define yourself mm-hmm. i think this definitely and, but one thing that we were kind of talking about before we started recording was the idea of objects and physical symbols representing who you truly are on the inside i don't remember what we were saying <laughs> remind like, me um, what did I say? <laughs> like, it starts in the... Well, it was mostly just like, this is the thing that I noticed. And you're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, even when that guy comes over for dinner in the mm-hmm. beginning and he goes through Cecilia's room to mm-hmm. go to the bathroom, it shows the pictures that she's chosen mm-hmm. to put on her door. And he uses that as some sort of, like, clue of who Cecilia is. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into the bathroom and he sees all their stuff yeah. and he, like, smells the perfume and he's just putting together he's figuring out who she is right by all of her belongings and right. everything that she chooses to have in a room which must be important to her for some right. reason or another but he's not like talking to her to figure out right. who she is like they're they're doing this weird scared detective work <laughs> like and that that resonated because pe- people do that and it's mm-hmm. it's easier well be, you know being afraid to talk to someone uh-huh. but wanting to know more about yeah. them I found a couple quotes that I wrote down that kind of illustrate what I was thinking. We knew that they knew everything about us, but that we couldn't fathom them at all. Fuck straight off. They don't know a goddamn thing about you stupid boys. Like, (laughs) they don't. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they're girls. They're people. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And then the next one that I wrote down was, if we kept looking hard enough, we might begin to understand them. Like, Yeah. Well, that was, like, the whole point of the yeah, movie was which, that's, which that's they, what they were doing. They can't. Like, you have to... You have to... But they were afraid to talk to them yeah. and get to know them that way. Yeah. And, and when they had, like, the magazines and they're like, we're imagining, like, going on trips with them. And it's like, these... Yeah. You're not... These are not humans that you're imagining. Right. Well, and that scene right before they found out that the girls had killed themselves when they were imagining that they were all yeah. in the car. I mean, that was obviously what the boys were hoping and that's what yeah. they thought was going to happen. <laughs> but they didn't know anything. They didn't know right. what the girls were planning. And so obviously they didn't know anything about what these girls really wanted. Constructing yeah. them yeah. rather than learning anything about them. But I think you do that. I think yeah. everyone does that. They imagine what they think someone's like right. and then they either find out that's true or not and yeah i think a lot of times yeah if all you're doing is watching them from afar or looking at the things that they own rather yeah. than talking to them then you i wonder you if don't this know. purring cat is audible Aww, kitty. <laughs> that's a happy kitty okay bye bud <laughs> purring too loud that was cute oh. <laughs> Aww, she's coming over my microphone <laughs> She's just making the rounds. <laughs> yeah, I that. So I wonder if that was like the point of the movie then is to kind of warn against mm. doing that. Yeah, I don't know that it was would have been like a warning, but it was just sort of a statement about. Well, it's if you do it and you don't read the signs right, then they kill themselves. <laughs> I don't know. Well, so do you think that then if the boys had like gotten to know those girls more and like been their friends, do you think they would have not killed, the girls would have not killed themselves? Well, I'm pretty sure that's not how depression works. So no, right. but. So then how would it have been different? Because I don't think the, I mean, I guess the boys yeah. were affected by the girls killing themselves, but they seem to kind of go on and lead pretty regular lives after that but they just had this memory in their minds of like that summer that year that went by (laughs) (laughs) i have a kitty on my back (laughs) (laughs) she'll do that she's a total monster she'll get you yeah she's a wild one anyway um yeah no that's i mean that's true but like maybe they would have gone to therapy or like gone to danny devito (laughs) right well yeah i mean i mean it was also the 70s and so maybe depression wasn't really people didn't know i mean people still don't really know how to help or what the right thing to do is but i think maybe back then it was even harder yeah i guess let's keep that in the back of our heads and talk about josh hartnett yes (laughs) oh josh hartnett well okay he's he's so beautiful it really is wonderful to see him young in this he looked really young i think he was yeah like 17 or something i didn't um but That hair was not fooling anyone. <laughs> that 70s wig. It fooled me. <sighs> so you as a child or a teenager watching that movie thought that that was real hair. <laughs> sure. It didn't even cross my mind that it would Everyone be else in the movie yeah. had totally normal hair, but he had this ridiculous wig that <laughs> immediately made me laugh at him as soon yeah. as he came on the movie. And I knew that his hair was ridiculous, but it just like, it literally didn't occur to me till I started watching RuPaul's Drag Race, like... In the past year, that people might be using not their real hair. What? Yeah, I had no what? idea. I like volunteer for the Colorado Shakespeare Festival. Yeah, like, I know Lord. that people wear wigs. <laughs> I just 
it doesn't like there's been i'm trying to remember there's been other movies where i'm like oh god that wig is terrible it usually is uh movies that take place in the 70s where they're trying oh, to give right. them long hair and it just looks dumb i i can't think of <laughs> i was just afraid movie. that wig was gonna like fall off his head in the middle of the movie <laughs> it was that bad it, it but. was pretty bad he did a couple like hair flips yeah the hair flips which would have been sexy if it was like his real hair but i mean yeah. he's always sexy but yeah he's i don't got know his aviators Ugh, was this one of his first movies um i don't know hmm. my phone is all the way over there i can't yeah. look it up well that was yeah i mean that was when he was doing most of his movies was like the late right. 90s early 2000s, early 2000s. Um, I don't, he had kind of a short career well i don't know he's, what he's I, doing he's in stuff okay still like i was <laughs> trying to send you that gif which um you'll see oh i need to uh, go look at my twitter but when i looked that up there were definitely some pictures of him looking older so i think he's done mm, okay. tv stuff like in the past couple of years okay. i don't know i don't remember what the first thing i saw him in ever what's your um, favorite thing you've ever seen him in mm, I mean, I loved him in Pearl Harbor. Yeah. That was pretty fantastic. Yeah. I was going to say that's, Pearl that might, That's probably my favorite. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I wonder what the first movie that I had a crush on him was. <laughs> I don't think it was this. I don't think it was Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was The Faculty. Oh, you loved him by the time we saw Pearl Harbor. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I, I so know. it must have been something older. And now I... <sighs> He's fantastic. Oh, maybe it was it that... Nope. I loved him already in that one, too. That <laughs> Lily Sobieski movie with Chris Klein. Oh, what uh, was that? What is that movie called? Uh, what was that movie called? Yeah, I don't remember. Heaven like Can it. Wait? Oh. Is that what it was called? I don't remember. I don't know. That was Those were more late 90s, early 2000s <laughs> actors, though, that's for sure. Lily Sobieski, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. Yeah. She's in, was she in Drive Me Crazy or 10 Things mm. I Hate About You? She no, was, she was in, um, uh, is it called Never Been Kissed? Is that was it? that it? With um, Drew Barrymore? It, she was in one of the ones where like the two nerds end up going to prom together at the end, right? I think that was Never Been Kissed. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like... I don't know. Well, anyway... I, believe drive me crazy also has that scene and dustin thinks i hate about you oh yeah it's the it's the guy that loves shakespeare and that's her right oh (laughs) (laughs) see they're like all the same movie right i can't remember i think that might mm, whatever they all kind of blend together yeah um for all I know, that might happen in, like, American Pie, too. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, and um, what's that one that Seth Green was in? That doesn't have prom. That's, like, a graduation one. What was oh, that? God, I love that, that one. Um, can't Hardly Wait. Yes. Oh, I loved that movie. Oh, she wasn't that. No. But you came and you gave with... Oh. Didn't they sing Mandy in that? Because Jennifer Love Hewitt's character was named Amanda. Amanda. And yeah, they're yeah. Like, the boy is in love with her. Yeah. And he also likes Mary Manilow. And didn't oh, they... That's a they great were like, movie. He, like, had somebody dedicated to her mm-hmm. on the radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh he was, like, calling God. in to talk to Barry Manlow on the radio. Oh, my God. Oh, that's great. And then the girl who didn't want to make out with Seth Green, but then she did. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was such a good movie. I really want to watch that one again. <laughs> we got to have... We, we should have, like, a 90s movie yes. day. Yes. There's I mean, lots. you saw... I've, you like, do. You have great... Drive me crazy. Movies on um, VHS. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we were putting the the VHS in the VHS player I was there was one already in there and I haven't watched a movie on VHS in uh, two two months maybe um I bet there are some listeners out there who have never watched VHS. That's true. That's true. Oh, it's been it's been forever, like two months. 
and I was trying to remember what the last VHS that I watched was, and I was like, it's probably either Jurassic Park, <laughs> Indiana Jones, or Star Wars. Nope, oh. it was none of those. It was my favorite movie of all time, Armageddon. Yeah. That's a good one to watch on, <laughs> so on VHS. Good. And it had a Blockbuster sticker on it. It's so good. God, I love Armageddon so mm. much. Um, okay, uh, back to Trip Fontaine. Yeah, so well, so in this movie, I don't know, I was surprised that I didn't find as many similarities to, because I don't know, whenever I watch something that's kind of older, then I, I'm always comparing it to other things sure. and, and thinking, oh, like a lot of these movies were kind of made around the same time. I've and been doing that too. They're very similar, but this one was different mm-hmm. enough that I didn't find a lot of similarities except for a movie that I just discovered on Netflix which has maybe been around I don't know when it was made but it's called Mustang and it's a Turkish film about five sisters who um, live in kind of a very conservative oppressive environment home life and you know they just want to go out and have fun and hang out with the boys and and stuff and they don't all kill themselves in that movie but one of of them does (laughs) (laughs) that Um, one's not at 20 years old, so we yeah. need to say spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> Anyway, so I did see a lot of similarities yeah. in just, like, the way that the scenes were set up. And and, so, I don't well, know. Well, even in, were... like, so they, they're they all basically, like, grounded in their house mm-hmm. in that one, too, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Um, so a lot of scenes where the girls are all just sort of, like, draped on top of each other, just, like, hanging out in their room, yeah. just, like, doing nothing. And there were a lot of similarities in those scenes. And, and maybe the they were triggering by this movie. The triggering action that causes the girls to be in in Mustang isn't it like they're they, like playing in a river or something yeah they just go out I think it's in the, they're in the ocean they're just they're like playing chicken fighting or something yeah. and one is like on a boy's <laughs> shoulders or something yeah 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 um that one was interesting so it was like a lot of cultural things that I didn't know if it was just like a cultural difference right. or whatever because the girl's family was very conservative mm-hmm. saying like that that was dirty for them yeah. to be like and sitting on these boys shoulders too it's the the parents wanting to protect the like purity of their mm-hmm. daughters um, yeah. Yeah. because it's because Lux breaks her curfew that they impose the yeah, house arrest basically yeah. and they're younger in Mustang too aren't they um the youngest one is well I don't know they all like get married and stuff oh, wow. at one point so I thought one but of they're them pretty was young like I think they're all 10. teenagers oh okay and then maybe the youngest is yeah like maybe like 10 and it focuses on the youngest mm-hmm. one mostly yeah I've seen like half of this movie. You gotta so. watch the whole thing. It's really I know, good. I do, I know. I need to watch it sometime that I'm not like already really sleepy. Yeah, well, and that's another similarity between that movie and this one mm-hmm. is that there are kind of slow scenes where yeah. not that much is happening or it's a very quiet yeah. scene. And that's what really stood out to me about this film as well. Is there a group of boys in that one too? Um, Yeah, they don't play quite as big of a role. And they're not, it's not like the boys are, like, I mean, it's like the boys kind of like come and visit, but the movie's uh-huh. definitely from the perspective of the girls. Oh, cool. So yeah, it's, it's really good. <laughs> I think I would have liked to see this movie from the perspective of the girls. Yeah, I mean that's what I kept wishing. Like, right. oh, I wish I knew a little bit more about like what these girls were yeah. thinking and feeling. To the you know, um, the peach schnapp scene. Yeah, the, so you were correct. That wasn't yep, this movie. This movie, not any of the other movies that mm-hmm. I could have conflated it with. It was homecoming, <laughs> not prom. Whatever. Whatever. Um, did you interpret that like I did as a teenager or not? I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> 
I it to me it looked like they were just drinking and kissing, but it wasn't like. like but you had such a specific yeah. memory of thinking that that they were like putting it in their mouths and then yeah. kissing and like passing With, it back and forth yeah. or something. Well, I don't know or, if they like passed it back and or forth, just like, but like <laughs> I feel like they had it in their mouth when they okay. kissed. And so, so maybe you as like someone who hadn't kissed too yeah. many people at that point were thinking zero like zero people. Let's, oh, okay. let's be true. zero people. Um, <laughs> we're wondering like is that the thing that people yeah. do yeah. and that's um so i think because that was so vivid to me even watching it now that i hey guys i've kissed a few people <laughs> I, I still like thought they didn't swallow <laughs> the i mean it doesn't show them swallowing but then i don't know when they're kissing it doesn't look like there's anything no. in their mouth so it's funny though the things that you remember yeah so vividly yeah. and like what exactly what you were thinking when you saw that yeah. scene when you were a kid <laughs> that was that was definitely like the strongest and hmm. i don't know if i've ever had peach schnapps even <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know if i have what either do you, what do you put it in like a bellini <laughs> yeah any fruity cocktail i guess I i've had a bellini <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i should get straight. a bottle and try making out with it <laughs> there's an episode of the walking dead where the peach schnapps comes into play it's kind of funny um, but i don't know how so, oh, they're like hiding from the zombies and the young girl, Beth, has never drank alcohol and she... Is she the one who is dating, what's his name? No. Boy, she... oh boy. I haven't watched no. that show in a long time. <laughs> I marathoned it a while ago, so <laughs> I'm all caught up. Um, no, she just, I don't think she dates anyone. Oh, so she's never had it. But anyway, she's never had alcohol and she wants to like have a drink in case uh-huh. she dies later. And um, so How she, young is she? Uh, like 16 or something okay. actually and she's the one who tried to kill herself in, in that show so okay oh, I, I don't know there's some kind of connection between teenage <laughs> girls and peach schnapps well teenage girls peach schnapps and suicide yeah like, oh, okay well know. anyway tangent but yeah i think well i think if you are a teenage girl like peach schnapps is probably a good thing to drink like, well yeah i when i like st- first started drinking it was definitely with like the fruity <laughs> beverages can that... we talk about our first drink oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so jenny and my birthday are one day apart and it fell my birthday fell on well, this is our 21st birthday yeah our 21st not our very birthday. first taste of alcohol no. but no yeah our first legal <laughs> our first going out yeah. and getting a drink yeah. and being carded and everything yeah if it was like a tuesday i think right? it was a tuesday so well it was, it was like a monday the night evening something. of my birthday yeah. the early morning of your birthday <laughs> and we we were like somehow the oldest of our, of our like friends nearby group, yeah. friends and so we're like let's just go to a bar together at <laughs> just midnight the two <laughs> <Like> <laughs> sure. we don't know what we're doing we've we never been no to a bar <laughs> um so god we like thought about all these different bars we like couldn't decide what type of bar we wanted to go to we ended up at this place on the hill in boulder called the sink which is where barack obama went when he yeah. came to boulder so it's pretty cool a girl spilled yogurt on his shoes yeah oh, i wish that was me <laughs> And we like went in and we like sat at the bar and of course there's like no one else there. What, yeah, Tuesday night's a tough like time midnight, to turn twenty one. Yeah, no. And the bartender's yeah. like, What do you guys want? We're like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we panicked what did we get um we probably just said like surprise us i think i think we said like oh um hmm i don't know Something. and he's like well do you like fruity and we're like, <laughs> like uh prob- yeah. probably yeah 
<laughs> so he gave us like shots mm -hmm. and then the drink that he gave us was Stoli Blueberry and Sprite. How do you remember? I don't remember. Um, that. Because that became my drink. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't yeah. remember. For like at least one bottle of Stoli Blueberry. That was like my drink. How funny. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That was kind of a dud of a, I mean, it was fun. <laughs> was I'm glad we have that memory, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Turning 21, just the two of us on a Tuesday. I don't think rough. I ever did like a wild and crazy no. for anybody's 21st birthday. Hmm. But yeah, no. But man, shops. I was not drinking quite as early as these girls. And no. I, I don't know. I was kind of a yeah, anything, square. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think the only, all I was drinking was like with my family. <laughs> but well, those Lisbon girls. Yeah. Sure do know how to party. They, specifically. I mean, sort of. It wasn't, they weren't even partying that hard. It was, yes, once it again, is. like I don't really get what was such a big deal um i mean i get you know their parents are really conservative so like anything you know any kind of going out with boys or drinking right. or anything is obviously not what their parents want but right. um i really don't think they were doing anything that no. anyone else wasn't doing they weren't <laughs> like aggressively drunk mm -hmm. she smoked a few cigarettes mm -hmm. she which everybody boys, did in the 70s i'm pretty sure her underwear like <laughs> Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about the funny little mm -hmm. moments in that movie yeah. that didn't seem to fit in with the movie as much and like kind of little whimsical moments yeah. um, that were really interesting choices, I thought, on the filmmaker's part. I'm trying to think of an example of when I was like, huh, what's happening? What, oh, the, well, the first one we, that we noticed, and this might be something to say about the triviality, sorry, mm -hmm. triviality of this movie, like was when like right after Cecilia killed herself they started they had this like whole little section of the movie about the mm. epidemic of yeah. teen suicides yeah, and they right. showed this interview with this girl on television and she's telling this story and she's she's telling it like really over the top like mm. not she's very emotional yeah and, like, and she's like dramatic. I, I baked a pie and I put a thing of rat poison in the pie because I thought I could just eat it and no one would know you know but my my 81 year old Nana loves sweets and it's just like oh my god like and she just starts like bawling and it's like you can't help but laugh at the no. way that she said it even though yeah. it's really sad and it's so it's it's just like I didn't and I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be funny right. or not I don't think it was supposed to be funny but maybe mm. or like making a statement about or satire or, yeah I don't, I don't know is it patronizing or condescending like yeah, I don't know I can't, I can't tell and then oh and then the scenes the scene. where where um shoot what was her name Cecilia right yeah where, where she kept showing up people kept seeing her after she had died mm -hmm. already um she was like sitting in a tree and she was yeah. like standing in her bedroom and it wasn't really in a creepy way or like a ghost no or anything but it was just like so at first I was I was just thinking oh that's really weird and why uh, why did they do that and there's like a supernatural part of this movie uh -huh. or, or what wondering that and then like thinking like oh well the characters don't seem to be freaked out by her but then I kind of decided that maybe it's just representing them thinking about her and right. she kind of like shows up in their thoughts and, and this was the visual representation of that so that was kind of cool yeah like kind um, of like but strange I just reminds me of her situation mm -hmm. yeah yeah um, the one part of that scene that like super took me out of the moment was when one of the boys wakes up and she's like in his bedroom and she says like you snore hell aloud like not <laughs> no, exactly that but 
like basically that and it's just like what like <laughs> is like that that's just so funny a it's like too. he wa- wanted that to yeah the, i don't know he was and just imagining what she would have said if she'd been sitting there watching him sleep right and the only other like she doesn't talk in a couple of those but the only other right. thing that she says oh and is it even her that says it or is it like mary who comes in and says they took out the fence to the dad oh uh i think that was one of the other sisters okay mm-hmm. so yeah I so the remember. only thing that she says in any one of these people's <laughs> like imaginings of her is like you snore, you snore. <laughs> that makes sense because it's from the perspective of that boy and, and right. once again the whole movie is yeah. from his perspective so maybe he's just imagining what she would say yeah. and the rest of them are seeing her but we're not seeing the full picture or we're not mm-hmm. we don't know what they're thinking at that right at that time so i found this movie incredibly pretentious did you <laughs> Uh, tell me what you mean by that <laughs> just like so like over the top yeah. with, with like the the deep thoughts and things yeah. like that is that what it's you? just like so, saying so much of nothing in <laughs> such a flowery way i well i guess but also i saw at the end during the credits that this is based on a novel and i right. think if i were reading those words i would think oh that's that's really nice right. that's really good writing that's very creative and but i think it's different when you translate that into a movie yeah i don't know it's i think if i were reading it, it'd be like shut the fuck up dude really <laughs> i think i would have been more accepting of it in a book than I think in a film in giovanni rubisi's like flat affectless vocal fry filled voice that was like the only way that i was like yeah you're deep but then it's like oh fuck this like well then it's a good thing they chose him to narrate it but like i loved it like for (laughs) its pretension and for its whimsical affectation Mm mm-hmm and it's like long, quiet, still shots of empty staircases and like cut to Kirsten Dunst like winking at you like with her face like superimposed on a cloud. Like, yeah, ah! yeah, those were the weird moments where I was like, huh, that's, was that's weird. Like, uh. It doesn't really fit with the rest of them because the movie was pretty serious. Yeah. Even even the scene where all the kids were dancing at the, the homecoming dance and they were like having fun, like yeah. throwing the balloons up in the air and there's happy music playing. Even that scene to me seemed serious. They put like a blue filter on that one. Yeah. Which is kind of an interesting choice for something that's supposed to be just like a joyful It seemed like everything was, I think that's why the word muted kind of came to mind. Yeah. This whole movie was like everything seemed, and maybe that's like how the girls were feeling about their lives was like, oh, you know, we're teenagers. Oh, you know. (laughs) Um, Lux was the homecoming queen and Mm -hmm. but even that wasn't as enjoyable as it should have been I guess yeah Um, one more specific scene that I wanted to talk about before we kind of get into final thoughts which I think we've kind of been getting into (laughs) just (laughs) Um, more thoughts is that scene where the the boys call them and play oh, a record so they play that like hello is it me you're looking for mm-hmm. song mm-hmm. and then the girls call back and they play what in the past two or three years has become one of my favorite songs and i had no you idea didn't even remember that it was in this movie that's so um, funny so but it's, subconsciously yeah but they you, you they play for the boys and they're trying to like have this communication like this conversation I in song that. which oh my god don't even get me that's started great. 
Thanks. <laughs> um, but they play Alone Again Naturally, which is a song about killing yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, literally and specifically. So the boys should have known. Right. But they didn't play that line. They just said, like, mm. uh, Alone Again Naturally. Yeah. I loved that scene, though. I think there was something about the kids not even talking to mm-hmm. each other with words, but just playing, putting on records back and forth, calling one another to say what they were feeling yeah. was like, I never did anything like that, but I, I sure always w- would like listen to songs and think like, oh, if so-and-so could just hear this, they would know how I felt. <laughs> like if there was like a boy I liked or something, you know, or like if my mom would just hear this song, she'd get it. <laughs> like, I, I so remember, I remember thinking yeah. that. I never like called anyone and played them a song, I don't think, but <laughs> I should have. If I had seen this movie, maybe I would have. I think in like fifth <laughs> grade maybe sixth grade I think it was probably fifth grade I had like my first Walkman and CD (laughs) set and I had the Backstreet Boys album and I would go to my elementary school playground and just sit on the swings (laughs) and like quietly rock to myself and sing as long as you love me and think about a boy (laughs) well I I think we all did something Um, like that (laughs) you never but you never like called somebody and like held the phone up to the radio to be like you have to hear this I don't think so I used to do that all the time. I don't know. I never, I hate talking on the phone. I've always hated it. So even as a like teenager, I wasn't the kind of teenager to like call people and want to talk oh to them. Oh my God. I, I was know. on the phone like the phone. all the time. Like, it works out well now because I can just text people. Yeah. yeah. I remember doing that a few times. It was oh probably initiated by you. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like absolutely 100% my jam. And I still don't really mind talking on the phone. I think mm. I'm like the minority <laughs> for sure. But yeah, there were a lot of like... But if I could have just called someone and played music instead, maybe I would have done the phone more. Well, do you ever use the Spotify social function where you send people tracks on Spotify? No. Well, now you can do that. (laughs) Okay, I'll do that. I used to do that and then like... I don't know. Spotify changed their layout. Now I don't know how anymore. Oops. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Well, do you have any other thoughts as we... Well, man, I mean, it was definitely a bummer of a movie, but it was really good. And yeah. it's like, I didn't think it was too cheesy in, in its ways of being like dramatic and serious. Okay. And I really felt like it was was a powerful movie, not just okay. in a silly way or a dated way. Yeah. Um, I think this movie holds up for sure. It I, definitely I, holds up for I mean, sure. And like teenage angst is never gonna go away no matter what generation you're talking about yeah so i mean this movie could have been in the 90s it could have been now like well i think like we yesterday we watched or a couple days ago we watched ingrid goes west Mm -hmm. and that i feel like that has a lot of similarities to this very modern right in just like your problems are so petty Mm -hmm. but they're so real yeah yeah, it's your whole world yeah and those moments as i was watching that movie i kept on being like god this movie this movie is about like a girl with mental illness who mm-hmm. likes instagram a lot like what the fuck am i watching and then i was like no this is like but that's this is real like, yeah everything that she's feeling is so valid mm-hmm. and i can relate to it yeah well there was suicide but, oh. what i was gonna say there's suicide in that too spoiler <laughs> sorry <laughs> nope mm, well yeah oh, well, I'll, I'll put a spoiler alert at the beginning <laughs> just or, put on the I'll whole beginning the of the podcast like tons of spoilers for all kinds of movies i'll just put it in the middle we're like, just mustang no 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 <laughs> we're gonna leave it in mustang okay well then we'll move on Although, there was nothing about Inger Goes West that wasn't like 
like completely predictable. That's true. Yeah, it pretty much went the way that I would yeah. have expected it to. That's Which, true. That's a good movie, I though. Nothing, very no problem with that. Yeah, I don't mind when it's predictable. I yeah. think when it's like too cheesy or like trying too hard, that's when it's annoying. But I didn't think that, I didn't feel like that movie was because it was in, just an interesting way of. Hashtag I am Ingrid is a little cheesy. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna put a spoiler alert. We're totally good. I'm just gonna figure out when it falls. That's just the yeah. That's a little. I didn't feel like the Virgin Suicides was predictable. As predictable, even even the title title. being what it is. (laughs) First of all, were they virgins? Well, Lux sure wasn't. No. But maybe she was the only one that was. Well, anyways. Well, maybe she, I mean, I don't know. That's true. I guess we don't know for it sure. It definitely seemed like they said that she was sleeping with a lot of people, but mm-hmm. it we was didn't all really very see a lot. clothed. Yes. Yeah, it was interesting that this movie's rated R, too, because it's it's very much, I think, because of the themes of the movie. Yeah. Suicide and, I don't know, yeah, drinking. Yeah, there's nothing. And I don't know what. Like, there's nothing explicit There's not really any, like, graphic. bad language. There's no sex. There's no You're right. There nudity. is a bad language. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think this would be rated R if it was made now. I don't think so, either. But I still think it holds up, for sure. It what, would, just, what it would think, just be rated, like, What PG-13. do you think is the right age for watching this movie hmm. like who is it meant for i think it's meant for exactly the age group of the kids in the movie yeah i think like 14 like it's cool that roger ebert liked it so much then because mm-hmm. i feel like he because can be but, but that's the thing is like there are movies that are made for teenagers that right. are terrible because yeah. it's like <laughs> trying to entertain them with i don't know teenagers just have stupid tastes sometimes yeah. in movies and music but this was i also think it could i mean watching it as an adult for me was it was just as interesting mm-hmm. i guess even yeah. though i'm not feeling those same feelings mm-hmm. but i know what it was like to yeah. be a teenage girl and yeah i remember those feelings um but i think the themes were a little heavier than anything that i encountered mm-hmm. firsthand growing up yeah um, for sure and I, I mean i did have friends who were like you know they hurt themselves and got into trouble and stuff but yeah so i had sort of that removed perspective of it hmm. interesting but, yeah, I think, I don't know, I'm still trying to figure out what my teenage self would have thought of this movie. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Do you think it might have freaked you out a little? I think there would have been a lot of things that I wouldn't have already known about. I mean, I, yeah. I think I definitely knew about suicide, but hmm, I don't know. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think it, I think some of it would have been over my head. Some of it would have been confusing, but you know, I would have loved Josh Hartnett. Right. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have watched it in a very serious yeah. way, I guess. I don't remember really like considering the suicides too much. Like really, Cecilia. Yeah, it's it's is the kind only of a one. secondary yeah. part of the movie. I mean, it's, it's so I think. I, I mean, I think it's okay to watch this and kind of just not um, see those parts. Really. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's why it would be okay for yeah. a kid who's only you know like thirteen years old to watch this because it's something that they're sort of familiar with, but mm-hmm. it's not like inappropriate or. It's definitely not going to, like, give anybody any ideas no, or anything. No, it's... No. And I think that's, like, a pretty common criticism or concern of, like, teen suicide movies mm-hmm. is that they think that they might... I guess I, I guess it is kind of, like, glamorized and, like, glorified in... Because well, these boys, like, 25 years later, they're still trying to, like, put the pieces together. And these girls, by nature of being mysterious and dead, have 
th- th- that's their immortality. Mm-hmm. But it's still viewed as very sad. I mean, especially right. since we're not looking at it from the girl's perspective, we don't really understand it. So it's not really saying like, here's something that happened to the girls and here's what they thought the whole way through. Right. And then this is why they killed themselves. And this is how, and this is what it looked like. You know, it's not like that. So right. it's, still sort of I don't know toned down or something or I wouldn't say glamorized I would just well just just glamorized in that they are the boys are that's true right yeah yeah I don't know I don't know that the boys are glamorizing the fact that they killed them right themselves I think they're just fascinated by everything about these girls and and how they they were in their lives and then all of a sudden they were gone and then they still think about it which I'm sure you would if you (laughs) (laughs) there were just five girls living around yeah. Street that Which, oh my god can you imagine no that's so sad even one is like but yeah. all of them and the the family yeah, holy moly poor james woods yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i think that's all i have to say about it do you have anything else no i, really like I think it. i'll i'll keep thinking about this yeah. for a while i mean that was yeah. quite the film it definitely um, like i really i liked it though it's yeah. yeah. It was very interesting. I think I'm probably going to watch it, like, more now than I used to, like, to fall asleep Frequently. and stuff, just to kind of have it on, just because the ambiance of it mm-hmm. is just, like, really yeah. nice. Um, well, one thing that we've started doing since you've been on the podcast is we do a toast at the end to something in this movie. Okay. Um, what should we do a, do- a toast to? <laughs> I mean, all I can think about is Josh Hartnett and his hair. I think we should... Toast. Yeah. Josh. What do you want to toast to? Well, I was going to say pineapple juice. Oh, oh gosh. In the sexiest way possible. Oh, oh yeah. I, I wish we had pineapple juice to toast <laughs> with. Too. I have apple cider in my fridge. That's it. It's not really close at all. Um, but yeah, to Josh Hartnett's dumb wig. Dumb wig. You have to get your cup. And pineapple juice. Even though we don't have alcohol, we're drinking water and coffee. Clink. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, please tell a friend and subscribe in Apple Podcasts. I'd also really appreciate it if you could rate and review the show there. It really does help a lot. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram as Fun Dip Pod, although my Instagram has been seriously lacking and so has my Twitter. Although if you tweet at me, I'll try to get back at you. Um, Just been so busy. Or you can find us and like us on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye.